Hello, good evening and welcome to Victims of the Punt, a show about New South Wales rainfall and river heights with a bit of horse racing thrown in. <laughs> We're recording a bit later today um, due to the changes in the schedule this week, so it's actually a bit later on Thursday than we normally would be going, but um, hope everything's okay, I hope the lighting's okay and I I think I'm all right. I don't look too much like Marlon Brando and Apocalypse now, so we'll uh, see how we go. Saturday's Randwick meeting is on the lands of the Bidjigal and Gadigal people, and we acknowledge them as the traditional owners and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. So we've got a little bit to come on uh, today's show, including another punning story. Um, Mark opened the batting there with the uh, the big Canberra plunge one. I had a uh, I'd run about a plunge uh, last week, but not quite on the same scale. Uh, we'll have another one in today. We've got a couple of races to preview from what promises to be a very wet Randwick and, of course, uh, Mark's trial black bookers. And uh, one of my uh, last week's black bookers, Troach, uh, turns up in race one, I believe, on Saturday. So do you think it's a good race for that one, Mark? Uh, look, she has drawn near the inside, but um, she has had one start on a, a very heavy track and uh, she ran fifth in one of the lead-ups to the slipper. Now, I think the winner was Fireburn and she's extreme ran second. So I think it's a pretty good uh, form line. She was found wanting the last little bit over the 1,200 in that race, but obviously she resumes here over 11, which I think is uh, much more to her liking. I thought she got through the ground okay in that race and I can't see the track being any worse than it was on that day. So oh, I think she's got a great chance. Look, there's plenty of hopes in the race. Uh, there's been good money early for Gallant Star, who... Had a couple of trials around and Bill Neesham and Dead said couldn't get out of its own way, but now it's gone to Dubbo. It's uh, it's one two straight and was the first one they hooked into when the markets went up. Midnight in Tokyo is another one who could improve. It was very fierce uh, outside the lead last start. It's got good wet form and Luna Volante has tried well since it won in the wet. So, look, it's not an easy race, but I think she will, by the same token, run a very good race uh, if the inside is okay, which is drawn down near the fence. Thanks for that, Mark. Very comprehensive. Uh, almost an extra race preview with no extra charge. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> invoice, invoice him later. Um, Mark Roden, um, what's Ready Bet offering the punters this week? Yes, sponsor of the show, um, my new venture, Ready Bet. Um, we, uh, we've got money back uh, for second, first three races, every Australian track every day, as per usual. And look after the, after tonight. I'll be um, I'll be tuning into Geelong Melbourne, and uh, you probably will too, Rob. Um, Mark might have a glance at Cronulla versus Melbourne on every AFL or NRL game this year. If you have a head-to-head bet and your team's leading at halftime and get rolled, money back up to fifty in bonus bet. So they're the, they're the two main ones we've got at the moment, but we're always looking to add more. So uh, check out the website readybet.com.au or find us in the app store. All right, time for another quick story, and back to Mark Roden again this week. Uh, Concerning one of his mates who managed to get something out of La Squetty Spirit, uh, the famous Oaks win, and, and who could forget uh, Britain at Dollars Bow, which will never be beaten as the best post-race salute of all time. That, that was good, wasn't it? Daring tactics that day. Um, we'll have to rope you in next week too, Rob, while I remember, to, uh, for a story. I'm sure we've got plenty of yard-related yarns from over the years. But anyway, back in 2015, I was working for Sportsbet, um, Doing Sydney, obviously, uh, took the Thursday off, didn't go to the races, just went to the, the local and had lunch and a couple of beers and a couple of bets. It was a very nice afternoon in the sun in the beer garden that day. And this is the day of the Spirit on the Oaks at 150 to 1, which blew everyone out of the quaddy or so, I thought. Got a call from a mate who was actually at the races on the drink and he, he said, look, me and a, another mate of his, but we're, we're still in the quaddy. We had that thing that won the Oaks at any price. And I said, oh, Christ, how'd you find that? And he said, well... We didn't know what to take in the quaddy, and we, we were here on Tuesday, so we just took the same numbers we took on Tuesday and sent them around again. <laughs> they landed on the sketchy spirit. Then he asked me, should I cash out? And I said, well, normally I'd say, no, cash out's 
thievery, give it a miss. But seeing you've basically taken Taps Lotto numbers, uh, maybe you should. I said, if you, there was a, a filly from Sydney, I think, called Spate running down the straight in the last race. I thought it was a, close to a good thing. I said, have you got Spate in the last leg? He said, no. I said, all right, cash out half, have 500 on Spate in the last, and you should get something out of this. Well, they got something for half the cash out. They had 500 on Spate at about five bucks in the last, and uh, I think I got one pot of beer out of it. But it was uh, uh, a happy ending for what could have been either a triumph or a disaster. So, yeah, that, if you, yeah, I don't know what it says. If that's any sort of lesson about taking quaddies, but perhaps taking the same numbers on most of those cup day can pay dividends sometimes. I think that's one of your horses, uh, Mark Sheen. That that was it in the denim colours. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I got on her early, lucky. So um, yeah, I did, I did have a bit of luck with her. She won the Arrowfield, I think, at uh, Ramwick too. I backed her in a maiden when she won at uh, Rose Hill. I think on a midweek day, and yeah, got got on her back early. Yeah, uh, we hadn't even thought that up, had we? Not even. Playing. <laughs> I, I'm remembering your 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 wins as well as um, my losses. Yeah. Anyway, I think there's no. I losers in between. <laughs> that might have been the start after that Rose Hill win. That, that Rose Hill Wednesday in I think September used to throw up a lot of. Yeah, it was always the group winners there every year, basically. I, I, I think. Um, so you think went around on, on a Wednesday, but that might have been in May. But I, me- I remember that winning at, at, on, a, in a, on a Wednesday. Um, so a good group one winners do come out of Wednesday. So, yes, maybe Emmons the next one. Anyway, this is the part of the show where we normally talk about what's been happening in Sydney racing, and the answer this week, um, even more than last week, is nothing so far. Well, we've had one one Metro Provincial meeting. Uh, this week so far. It was a Canterbury today because the topic of the week has been the rain and another. I thought, given the amount of rain Sydney had in the autumn, that that might be it. It might start to return to something like normal through the winter and into the spring, but no, she copped it again uh, over the weekend. Rose Hill called off halfway through and uh, Warwick Farm postponed and then transferred to Canterbury. Should racing New South Wales, who've been very proactive under this leadership, and been uh, got a lot of pats on the back for that. Should they just get on the front foot here and announce already which Melbourne tracks the Everest and Golden Rose are going to be running? Golden Eagle, I should say. <laughs> you are stirring the pot there. I thought they'd run the Big Dance in Melbourne as well. Uh, <laughs> did you see the nominations for the Big Dance? I it hasn't it hasn't gone across my desk yet. The uh, okay. Well, this is a South Grafton Cup uh, on. Uh, I think it, when is it Sunday, Rob, or is it next week? Sometime I can't even think of the day. But uh, Waller's got six in it. Um, look, I think they should just have a race for a benchmark ninety or a benchmark hundred for two million on Melbourne Cup day, and leave the poor country people alone because they're not going to win a country race, a country trainer. They're not going to win their own local cups while this big dance is part of the part of the scene. So you might as well just put a two million dollar race on uh, and throw it open. Uh, on Melbourne Cup Day if they want to, because they're just going to stuff these country cups up. It, it was happening already, I think. I mean, this is one of the un- unintended consequences of pumping the uh, prize money into country racing and their feature races in particular is then the, the big factory stables target them because it's, you know, they're worth winning now. Well, you, you look at Bathurst and Orange, nobody ever used to go there. The Battlers only went there. Now Bjorn Baker goes there. No, and good luck to them. Like, like they're entitled to go there. But that that, that is the knock-on effect of the, the prize money increases where uh, these, the city stables then venture out further to the, to the areas that they never went before. No doubt. I think if you told someone in, say, the UK, for instance, that they were that great of horses running for that amount of money in prize money, they would fall off their chair. It's... Uh, we do. That's one thing you can't knock about Australian racing is the prize money, but it does have uh, unintended uh, consequences sometimes. All right. 
Redfin Express Black Book is time. Uh, some of the best trialers in New South Wales you can put into your black book. Presented by mailbagbloodstock.com.au. Uh, just one to spruik this week. Uh, Atlantic Way, uh, 2.5% share available at 3.62. Half Brother, one at Cranbourne today, River Bubble. That's more than one it bolted in. Goes to Gavin Bedge's book. He's dead set flying. Uh, 20% uh, winners on his last 50 r- runners. Moss Job, uh, another that came in from, from Gavin to win its maiden last year. It's won three uh, races since. So a horse which wasn't given much chance has now won three races. Um, uh, Naz- Nazri as well um, came to Gavin as a maiden from Lindsay Park last year. It's won four races. Uh, so, yeah, as well, yeah, Gavin is flying. It is certainly um, worth considering. And this Atlantic way at 362, anyone can get involved. So email jono at themailbag.com.au. Um, Mark, you have two horses you've identified. We start with Bol Mack, who trialled Wednesday at Warwick Farm on the poly in Heat 3. Yeah, look, these poly trials can be a little bit misleading. I will say that. Um, we did only had a small set of trials there, but um, this did take my old Bol Mack, who is now with uh, Chris Waller, um, and this is a former New Zealand galloper. Just lobbed outside the lead in uh, the black and white checks uh, with the purple sleeve. Another good trial in this also was uh, the stable mate Durston, who's an importer galloper. Um, so maybe watch out for it as well. But um, certainly the bold Mac took my eye here. Had to face the breeze in uh, second spot and then under a very good hold all the way up the straight. Sometimes these poly trials can be uh, misleading because it's very hard to make ground uh, in these trials and horses up on the pace can be a little bit flattered. But uh, nevertheless, he looked like he went to the post under a pretty good hold. And uh, as I said, the one behind him in the pale blue also, who's ready to get over a little bit more ground. I think his name was Durston. So here we pick them up as they come to the turn where Bold Mac with the white blaze on the outside, Durston comes up in the pale blue. And they're both under a stranglehold all the way up the straight here and definitely uh, could have uh, extended and, and gone through and, and won this trial, I would think, Bold Max. So he's from New Zealand and I think he'll be winning a race in the not-too-distant future, so, uh, judging by the way he trialled there. I'll just jump in there. 11.75 probably trial. Well, what sort of trip would you expecting them to aim up at first up, do you think? Look, I think he's probably about a 1,400-metre horse um, myself, just looking at that trial. I haven't uh, delved into his form too much, to, to tell you the truth, but um, just looking at the way he settled there, he didn't look a mad puller or anything like that. So I think around that 12, 14 mark would probably suit him. All right. Um, from the same set of trials, you've also found uh, Aft ca- uh, Cabin in Heat 7. Yeah, Aft Cabin. Well, this is from Godolphin, so it's in the blue colours. It's by a stern out of uh, a mare called Shelters. I remember calling it to, to win a race one day at uh, Rose Hill, and it was the darkest race I've ever called in my life. I think Godolphin had five in it. You couldn't tell them apart. I was just dead set praying that it was shelters. Anyway, <laughs> it was. Um, but this horse is, uh, this was its second trial. It had a trial at uh, Warwick Farm uh, a few weeks back. Huey Bowman rode it there and dead set uh, gave it lockjaw. And here it uh, races up into about uh, third spot three wide. The stable mate uh, Romius is in the white cap on the outside, comes at it. But aft cabin is under a pretty good hold here all the way up the straight. Look, I think this is probably provincial grade, um, probably provincial Saturday um, or maybe midweek. I don't think he'd be up to Saturday classes as yet, just judging by the time they ran. But he hasn't been let go in two trials. Showed a bit of ability. 
nicely bred. I think he's one to follow. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Mark. I hope everyone's made a note of them. They've got a very good strike rate so far from limited numbers, but uh, we've got Troach going in on Saturday, so we'll be watching that with great interest and watching these two when they turn up with great interest as well. All right, we've got a couple of races to look at um, at uh, Randwick on Saturday. But firstly, we should mention that Mailbag is powered by Punding Form, the best database in racing. Find out more at pundingform.com.au. Now, we've got a nine-metre rail, a track, obviously a heavy 10 at the moment, but with better weather forecast, uh, wouldn't be, be a bit optimistic to tip an upgrade? Oh, geez, we've had a lot of rain, haven't we, Rob? I'm, I'm not sure it would uh, improve that much. It was a bog at Canary today, and we've had a lot of rain. So I think you're, you're looking at genuine heavy trackers. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, and the nine-metre rail um, maybe brings on paces into play a little more? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I think we had an eight-metre rail over the carnival, but they they backed up week to week there, which, you know, might have worn the track out with big fields. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. They might get wide here. We had an 11-metre rail not long ago, didn't they, and they were on the outside fence. So, yeah, and, and that um, was probably about as wet as this is going to be. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of historical examples where even though it's in the heady range, it's been a bit inside-ish and uh, on pace-ish, but I think when it gets to this, you know, heavy 10-plus sort of stuff, which we expect it to be then, it does uh, sometimes become a bit of a race to the outside fence, but as always, we'll wait and see there. Now, the other bit of data we need to look at, we just had a look at the overall meeting data from funding form there, is the uh, the jockey data. Now, uh, a couple of things that caught my eye, just having a glance at this earlier today, um, in the last 100 rides data, which you can find on punning form, two names that stood out to me were Sam Pippeton, going at 19% strike rate and 21% profit on turnover in his last 100 rides, and believe it or not, good old G Schofields. 15% strike rate and 37% profit on turnover in his last 100 rides. The much maligned G Schofield. Everyone on Twitter likes to give it to him if they do their money on a horse that he's ridden, but the stats say otherwise. Anyway, that's uh, something to consider if you're having a bet. He, he's back from injury and he's feeling he's got a hunger about him. Uh, he said before he went away from me, he had a big operation or something, but yeah, he's um, yeah, he caught his eye in for sure. But judging by those stats, it's just not me just saying that. It's. It proves in the pudding, 37% pot. Uh, certainly does. So don't be afraid of backing good old G. Schofield. Now, the first race we're going to look at is race six on the card, the precise air handicap at benchmark 78 over 1,100 metres. And I'll give you the main ones in Ready Bets Market. Now, we've got number one, Easy Single at 310, two, Snow Zone at seven, four, Stoical at eight, six, Conscript at 750, seven, Saquon at 850, Nine fast coney at eight and eleven Curtis Island at ten, but it will come out almost certainly having run at Canterbury today. So just be aware there might be a little deduction there. Mark, we'll throw over to you. Yeah, look, I thought Conscript was a very good run first up. Now this is a horse who, uh, as we pick up the action, is nearly last on the rail with black and red and white stripes lead. This horse, at just about every start in its life, has led. Um, it didn't begin all that well the other day. Uh, Tim Clark elected to go back looking for for cover as a result from a wide barrier, and he ended up second or third last. Admittedly, he did come up the inside, which was the fast lane, but by the same token, he'd given away all his advantage in the early stages of the race. He's had a, a run on a slow track, which he won. He's had a run on a heavy track, which he's won, and I can't see a lot of speed in this race. Probably easy single lead, and I reckon Conscript will be right outside him, so... I think around that $758 mark, I think um, he'll be right on the bunny here without a lot of pressure in the race, and I think he can run an improved race from first up. He trialled particularly well going into that race. 
Um, so I think he's worth a bit of value there in race number six, conscript. Rob, uh, you'd know a few of these from seeing them in the yard. Do you have anything to add at this point? Look, I was dirty on myself. I didn't tip old, old mate Julian Rock the other week. He's always a bit of a yard standout. And, um, but for me, I, I'd, I'd be have to be chasing my money on easy, easy single. I thought it ran very, very well last start by not a single doubt. Um, it's never run on the heavy, but he's had five starts in the – I was looking at rise of five starts on the soft for three wins, two seconds, and not a single doubt. Um, one of the better wet track size. So I, I'd probably be leaning towards him. Uh, Saquon is another decent wet tracker, and, you know, watch out for Paul Perry at the moment. We've got to pull out his stats next week, but I think they're better than they usually are. Thanks for that, Rob. Yeah, I'll just add, add an opinion. I got potted by you for not offering opinions last week. Um, uh, a friend of mine's in the ownership of Easy Single. Hello, Rory, if you're watching. He swears blind this will fly. Uh, the wetter, the better. He says it'll fly on a wet track. I think it's around its right price. I thought uh, the one Mark mentioned, Conscript, and maybe Snow Zone on the very wet track had chances at slightly better odds, but uh, that's just my two cents. Anyway, we move over to the other race we're going to uh, preview on Saturday. It's race seven, the Bowman's Handicap, benchmark 88, over 1,200 metres, and we'll just have a look at uh, Ready Bet's market, and I'll run you through the main chances here. Number one, Innkeepers at 11, uh, three, Dream Circle, 13, four, Lord Olympus, 11, number nine, Snippy Fox at six, 11, Waihaha Falls, $2.60, clear favourite. And number 13, the Melbourne visitor, Sir Callahad at nine. Mark, I think I know what you found here. Can you uh, confirm my suspicions? Yeah, look, I tipped him last week, Waihaha, but we didn't get to see him go around, so I had a perfect record last week with the tips. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, uh, look, he's had one start on a heavy track. I remember him winning there on the Kensington track at his first start in a race on a heavy by Sacred Falls. Um Lively frame type, he looked very forward first up. Uh, admittedly, that's getting a bit skinny now, but I think with no weight on his back, Reese Jones is riding uh, winner after winner, with win on a broomstick at the moment. And uh, I think this sets up really well for him. He should just log probably just on the back of the speed, maybe fifth or sixth spot. Here he is here, lovely ride the other day, white with the green cross sashes, so green stripes leaves, I should say, moves up at the rise, runs really strong sectionals. And as I said, I don't think he'll be uh, – I don't think any worry with the, the wet track uh, with that breed and it's already proven in it. So um, just staying at 1,200 might be the slight query, but I'm sure that um, John O'Shea's kept him nice and fresh and uh, I think he's definitely the one to beat. Snippy Fox might be the fly on the ointment. Um, she's a good wet tracker and uh, – she had trialled disgracefully going into that first up run in the June stakes. Big drop in grade here, and she uh, she does swim, as I said. I think she'll be a lot closer in the run. So maybe if you're looking for a bit of value away from the Wahaha Falls, it might be the improver Snippy Fox, but uh, I think Wahaha sets up nicely to win. Rob, any uh, any of your old friends here? Not, not really. Um, I, I don't like jumping on other people's horses, not my horses, but um, I did like the way Wahaha Falls uh, got through the line. Um, to, to quote my old mate Damo, who does our Adelaide stuff, it, it showed the hot fury late. Uh, really <laughs> savaged the line. <laughs> that was his term for savaging the line, yeah. hot fury. Um, anyway, Damo, hope you're well, mate. Um, but, yeah, why half falls for me? Um, El Bueno, I'll just spew if that one. Mamoragan, any any thoughts there? SP profile was very short last week. <laughs> 
<laughs> leave me out of Mamaraga. What's to 22 runs since it won, isn't it? Yeah. How it won the skyline and hasn't been sighted since, unbelievable. It should have won the size. <laughs> well, yeah, well, maybe, yeah, they. It, it's 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 a it's a funny one. How did, how was it five dollars last week? Um, it probably probably be twenties this week, and yeah, I don't think it wants to be a racehorse anyway. Yeah, I it, in my opinion, it's why ha ha fools or anything. Um, the only the only knock I can find is it was a first up peak. You know, if you want to if, if you really wanted to look for reasons to oppose it, you could argue that it might come off that. So it was a spike rating first up, but. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, if he runs up to that and he gets through the ground, they, they just won't beat him. And as Mark mentioned, being by sacred balls, he'd be the, he'd be the first one who doesn't, uh, to be honest. So, look, to, either he repeats it or he doesn't. So getting 260 about what is essentially a coin flip, probably not a bad price if you want to approach it that way. Uh, okay, so that brings us to the end. We'll just um, recap those two uh, bets for Mark. He's uh, race six and seven. Conscript. Yes, the better value of the two at seven fifty and my halls plus three dollars now two sixty. It's probably a typo, but I heard we typed that in, which was me. So I apologise for that. I've got it right on the other side. It's two sixty. Anyway, uh, Mark, Rob, thank you very much again for joining me on this uh, slightly abridged version of Victims of the Punt, and um, hope we can do it again next week. Thanks, mate.